Greetings from Chicago at the 2016 Clio Cloud Conference. I'm Joe Patrice. And I'm Ryan Govro. And this is On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're here at the Clio Cloud Conference, uh, which is in the Blue Aqua Hotel here in Chicago. If anyone's familiar with Chicago, it is a very, very cool venue. I got here myself this morning. It is a cool venue that very appropriately befits the conference that's inside it. And I actually have with me here today, I'm going to talk, well, Actually, you should introduce yourself. I shouldn't just keep talking for you. <laughs> sure. I'm, uh, I'm Ryan Govro. I'm uh, the COO and co-founder of Clio. Uh, started the company about uh, eight and a half years ago with my, uh, my best friend and, and uh, co-founder, Jack Newton. And uh, we're here celebrating our fourth Clio Cloud Conference and uh, super excited. This morning, I, when I came in uh, from a early morning flight, I ran in and thankfully you were broadcasting the keynote even to those of us out here waiting to get our badges. Can you talk a little bit about some of the things that Clio's doing? I sound like there were a lot of good announcements in that uh, that keynote. Yeah, so some of the big announcements that uh, that we, we put forward today are, are that um, we've been working on, on something called the Legal Trends Report, and, and it's kind of a, an, an innovation in the legal industry in that we've you know, kind of realize that you know, Clio as an, as an entity is, is sitting on a, a large amount of legal insight and, and information that, um, that really, you know, if we make it available to the legal industry, could help people uh, make educated and informed decisions around how to structure their law practice, how to, you know, wh what kinds of you know, rates they might want to charge their clients. And so really excited to, to unveil that and, and to, to talk you know, with all of the lawyers here in attendance about you know, the great insights that we've been able to kind of garner from the, the trove of information that, that Clio is, is sitting on. The other things we've been working on over this the course of this year is is because Clio is such a mature product, uh, we've really been working on refinement. So it you know we're not we're not so focused on delivering new features so much as we are kind of refining the features that we've got and and uh, trying to deliver uh, much more like uh, intuitive and performant experience for our customers. And so we talked a lot about some of the changes that we've got in the pipeline to to try and deliver that uh, that effortless customer experience and and to make you know the Clio that people are using today even better and faster and and, and easier to work with. And we're also excited to announce that. Uh, We've got a, a completely new mobile interface that uh, that launched today uh, for both our iOS and our Android customers. So uh, any any Clio users that are on mobile uh, can can log into the App Store, uh, Google Play, or the Apple App Store, and download the uh, the updated Clio app, which has a, a completely reimagined interface that's that's a lot more intuitive and a lot more easy to use. And I think as a disclosure. If your Galaxy blows up after you do it, it is not Clio's fault that that happens. Yeah, no, we don't have any uh, fire-inducing features in our app, so thankfully. So the, the Legal Trends Report I actually thought was the most interesting thing when I was listening to the keynote, because you do have a large client base, and therefore you can get a lot of information about folks. One thing about it that makes it both more representative and underrepresented, but in a good way, is of course it's it's data that you get from people who already are opting into the idea of the future, which actually makes it not necessarily a perfect picture of all the legal perfection, but it, that actually makes it better because it's a picture of the legal profession as it's 
emerging and to be. Right. Um, yeah, so when did you, like, what was the thought process? Obviously, you said you've had a bunch of information, but, like, when did this, when did it really strike you that, wait a minute, we're sitting on a gold mine here? Yeah, and we don't really, like, view it as a gold mine so much as it's, it's an opportunity. Not so much it's, money, it's, a yeah, treasure it's, trove it's, of information. It is. It's, yeah. it's an opportunity for us to, to kind of, I think, provide the legal industry with, like, a, a set of insights that has never really been previously available, and, and we kind of feel like it's our responsibility to do that because, you know, as Jack said in his keynote today, um, you know the, the the most recent information about kind of you know what are lawyers billing where you know what uh, billing practices are they using all of these kinds of things that a lot of lawyers don't know uh, coming out of law school you know the the most recent available information was published by LexisNexis in 2005 I think it was and so um, you know we, we kind of feel like you know Clio's has got an opportunity to educate the industry about you know where uh, all of the the things that lawyers might want to know about you know how to build a law practice how to price their services, how to, um, you know, w w what kind of pricing strategy they should be using, uh, what practice areas make the, the most amount of money, what, what their recovery rates are on, on their billable work, all of those kinds of things that, that has never really been available before. And so we think it's, it's hopefully going to be something that's going to be valuable and educational to, to everybody in the legal industry. And as in my personal side work beyond just hosting these shows, working at Above the Law, where we talk a lot about the law school decision and not to go into it rashly, as you were as actually Jack was talking about the this report, all I could think was this is this has some valuable information to inform that decision too, the way in which, yeah, a lot of lawyers, you're gonna come out and you're not gonna be making millions of dollars right. the first year that you're out. You you need to understand you're most of you are gonna be making way less and maybe way less than you can really make to afford the debt that you might take on. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and, you know, a lot of, you know, where we got the, the kind of idea or the genesis of, of this legal trends report was that, you know, in our support department, uh, you know, people frequently, our customers who trust us, the, the partner that they rely on, they, they phone us and they ask us, you know, questions like, you know, I'm, I'm a family attorney in Iowa. You know, right. what, what do other family attorneys in Iowa charge for, for their hourly rate? And, and we didn't have really an educated answer to that. And so uh, one of the things we wanted to be able to do is do a better job of, of you know, helping to inform our customer base about the, the types of decisions that they should be making around their, their legal services. To, to give full insight, everyone came around and just started taking pictures of us. <laughs> Apparently your celebrity has, uh, has drawn celebrity. some yeah. paparazzi. <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk a little bit now about you and just how you came to this place. I mean, obviously you start a company with your friend, but how did you get into like the legal tech world? There's a lot of different ways into that world. Where do you come in? Yeah, so I kind of have a roundabout way of uh, finding my way into the, the legal uh, tech scene. So um, my father actually is uh, uh, has been, you know, for the entirety of his career, a, a general manager for large law firms. And so I was kind of part of the, I, I guess my family, you know, had some some aspect of legal in it all growing up. And so I was kind of exposed to it that way. But um, I went to, to university and really didn't kind of know what I was doing. Um, ended up getting a degree in kinesiology, graduated um, with, with some tech aptitude. And it was right around the time that uh, there was the, the year 2000, uh, you know, everybody was talking about the year 2000 and upgrading all those all the systems. And so there's a lot of opportunity in getting into to technology. So I actually, like, uh, I joined an archaeology firm at, 
uh, as their their kind of technology manager, and so I came in and I helped them introduce a whole bunch of of their kind of office technology, which gave me the kind of foundation that I needed to uh, to transition over to to being kind of a technology manager at a large law firm in Canada. And um, so I worked at that large law firm for about eight years, and and through that exposure, kind of got um, you know a, a fairly broad awareness of all of the the tech and tools and 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 things that lawyers use on a regular basis, and and that's what helped me kind of come to the realization that um, you know all of the t technology that I was being paid to support and implement in a large law firm environment really wasn't available to uh, to, to small firm lawyers. And this was affirmed by a friend uh, that the Jack and I made at the Law Society of British Columbia, who is in their practice standards department, who was uh, you know just over over a beer one day was mentioning you know that in his job he has to go out and discipline a lot of lawyers that that you know don't have the kind of supporting technologies that they need in order to uh, um, you know, to not run afoul of, of their kind of professional obligations. And so uh, that was kind of like the light bulb moment for, for, for Jack and I that, you know, here's an opportunity. Um, you know, I, I had the kind of like deep industry experience in legal. Uh, I knew what we needed to build. Jack was a computer scientist. And, uh, you know, so he came at it from the software side. And uh, between he and I, we, we basically, you know, uh, melded minds. And, and I, I learned everything I needed to do uh, on the software development front. And, and Jack and I, over the course of um, the latter part of 2007 and 2008, built the very first version of Clio, and and yeah, the rest is, is kind of history. And so you know, we we find ourselves here now, so eight and a half years later, and you know, a company of now 200 people are into our, our fourth year at the Clio Cloud Conference, and uh, yeah, we're excited to be back and uh, and thrilled to see just how popular Clio has become and, and how many you know people have you know, gone out of their way and, and made time to to come and be here for the conference and to uh, to, to take in all all the the great programming to interact with the Clio team. Uh, we're really privileged to, to be here and be putting this on. And this conference is, if I didn't know it to be true, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't guess that this is a four-year-old conference. It seems as though it's a well-oiled machine that knows exactly what it's doing. It's hip, it's fun, you've got a band playing during lunch. Like it's, uh, I go to a lot of conferences. This is a, this is a very different vibe and I could tell it from the first time, uh, first few minutes I walked in. Well, thank you, it, yeah. you know, it's, a, it's a kind compliment and, and we really did want it to be a different kind of conference and I, I'm, I'm glad that everybody is, is perceiving that. I think uh, great credit goes to our special events coordinator, Lauren Sanders. She's the one who really is, is the person who makes sure that this conference goes off without a hitch and, uh, and she's done an exceptional job every year that we've uh, we put the conference Conference on, and and uh, and this year is is no different. It's it's been it's been exceptional. We've got a great lineup of speakers. We've got more attendees than we've ever had before. Uh, we're back at the beautiful Radisson Blue Aqua, and uh, um, yeah, like I, I'm I'm hopeful that everybody uh, walks away from this conference feeling like it's the best legal conference experience that they've ever had. All right, so now let's have this discussion because it, we would be remiss not to. So BC Lions, they. Hey, what, what's going on in the Canadian Football League? I've not been paying oh, attention. Oh, you're asking the wrong guy. Uh, I, I do not. I don't follow CFL at all, unfortunately. See, that's the that's the sport that I always feel like I should follow because sometime in the summer I get tired of the fact that there is no American football, and I'm always like, what's going on in Canada? And I never ever can find it on TV, and I have no idea. I. I think you'd be hard pressed to find it on Canadian television really? too. Really? Yeah. I kind of vaguely remember that when I was younger, there were two teams named the Rough Riders, but I don't think that's true anymore. I think there's only one. So now. there's the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, right. I think, and uh, yeah, that's that's Saskatchewan's I think only professional sports team. Like I'm from uh, I'm from Portland, Oregon. We'd only well, I guess we now have the Timbers if you count soccer, I guess. <laughs> but I was gonna say I grew up with only one professional sports team, so I, I feel their pain. The, the, the big team in Vancouver is definitely the Vancouver Canucks, which was what I was gonna 
going to transition yeah. to next. Obviously, I, I live in New York City, so I'm a Rangers fan. So, you know, we, we traded coaches at one point. Uh, I think it worked out better for us uh, on the back end of that. <laughs> yeah. But, so what, what are, what's their prospects this year? Honestly, I, I haven't been following it closely enough. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I'm, I, both Jack and I are the, the saddest sports fans. Oh, I mean, no. we're, we're, we're band right, wagon riders. Uh, you know, when the, when the team is doing well, we're, you know, we'll go to the games and, and have a good time. But uh, the person you, you really need to grill about that is our, our VP of uh, uh, Business Development, uh, George Saharis. He's, uh, oh, he, he's our, our resident Canucks fan in the exec team. I went to an event a couple years ago in Canada before, like a month and a half before hockey season began, and Sports Center, spelled with an R-E, was literally nothing but off-season hockey news. And I'm like, it's not even on yet. How did you fill an hour with rumors? <laughs> that's that's basically Canada for you. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, and at the time, I think the Blue Jays were doing well, and I was like, there's actually a Canadian team doing well in a sport that's being played. Yeah, and everybody's still fixated on hockey. Obviously, you probably aren't going to tip tip your hands too much, but what what's the plans for, you got any plans, some cool new event that you're going to add to next year's conference that... Um, I, I, Jack is uh, is going to be making an announcement uh, about uh, next year's conference, and I think it's, it's hopefully be uh, to everyone's excitement. Uh, it's going to be it's going to be a change in shake in, the legal world to its ex foundation. Ex exactly, yeah, that's what we're trying to do. So um, yeah, stay tuned for Jack's keynote at the uh, the end of conference, and, and we're going to be announcing what uh, next year's session is going to look like. But it's going to be bigger and, and better than ever. Look forward to the announcement that we're all going to be flown for free to Paris for next year's conference for sure, or whatever. For yeah, sure. whatever yeah, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. So if thank, if thanks so much. For, well, is there a way that people can get a hold of you if they have? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, anybody is welcome to uh, to reach me on social media. I'm at uh, Ryan Govro uh, on Twitter, which is R I A N G A U V R E A U. Uh, you can also email me at, at uh, Ryan, which is R I A N at Clio.com. Yeah. Thanks for joining us today. And yeah, if you go there, I think. I think you might be able to see some odd picture of him stepping on someone. I don't know uh, what that was all about, uh, but but it's certainly up there. Weird and wild things happening here at the Clio Cloud Conference. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode of On the Road with the Legal Talk Network, you should listen to more of them because they're all available online or through any of your various podcasting subscription services like, you know, ye old iTunes. Uh, if you don't, uh, oh, you can also download the app, the Legal Talk Network app to listen to all of these things, too. Uh, and it has not only this show, but all the other shows, including Thinking Like a Lawyer, which you really should listen to. And if you wanted to follow my stuff. I'm at Above the Law, and I have a Twitter handle, which is at Joseph Patrice. And I think I've now covered every possible avenue for you to follow what's going on here. Oh, but you should also leave reviews, because reviews are nice, uh, and that helps. So that's it. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you later from On the Road with the Legal Talk Network. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Bye.